my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you are a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I had to turn on my recorder. I had forgotten, and right before I uh, clicked over here, I remembered. So, Praise the Lord for that. Hello and welcome back to another live edition. Uh, So we're back live after several weeks. Uh, Last week, of course, was a uh, recorded video that I posted and uh, when we did 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, But this time I'm back live. And as you can tell from my voice, um, either because I'm tired or uh, just a little bit of a cold coming in or something like that. So um, the, the voice is very deep today. So, uh, hopefully you can still hear, um, I did some testing on the uh, recorder earlier and, uh, it sounded really wild. (laughs) You know, when you, uh, you hear yourself normally, it doesn't sound like you, you, you don't, but this, uh, this sounded exactly what I'm hearing inside my head. And so, uh, I apologize for that, but we're back live. All right. So, uh, real quick plug for the, uh, the YouTube channel and the Facebook channel. So the YouTube channel and the Facebook channel, both you can find them at YouTube and at Facebook at Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, that's all you have to type in. So if you're watching it on uh, Facebook, uh, you can go over to YouTube. Make sure you like it over there as well. Um, it helps. It really does. And uh, make sure you like the page on Facebook if you're on there, if you choose to do so. Or if you're listening to the podcast later on and you're hearing this, I do have video um, currently what you're hearing is just the audio of the video that the folks that watch it on Facebook and YouTube can see. And so if you'd like to join me live or through a, a recorded session, uh, you can always do that on Facebook and YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Also, you can reach me at any time. Um, I won't respond right away, but you can email me anytime at let at let this mind be in you. That's sorry. That's l t m b i y at yahoo dot com. It's the uh, Facebook or the excuse me. I can't even talk today. Uh, my email uh, address is once again l t m b i y at yahoo dot com. And I would appreciate hearing from you, even if it's just to say hello. Um, I'm always thankful for that. So if you have email and you'd like to reach me, please do so. Once again, that's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I've had a very busy uh, several weeks. Uh, I've been telling you, everybody, that uh, we're getting prepared to move out of the house that we're renting currently and where this studio is. And we're getting ready to go full-time into our RV. And it's been a process, and we are nearing the end and uh, we are very tired and um, my wife is a trooper though I mean she is she's impressing me more and more as the years go by and makes me love her even more and more right babe love each other more and more and uh, she continually impresses me all the time about how how good of a help meet she is to me so I'm appreciative of her, thankful to God for her, for sure. All right, so tonight, um, I'm not sure how long we're going to go, but it is one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. And um, of course, it's all good. It's all profitable, okay? It's very profitable for us. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable. Um, but this chapter to me, just really wraps it up very clearly, um, a lot of things. So we're going to hit it up really good and see what the, uh, the Lord has for us tonight. All right, so turning your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5. All right, if you're there with me, as again, uh, you know, you can go back and watch the uh, previous chapters. But again, remember, this is a letter, so go back and read it in context. But in context, Paul has been talking to us about delivery and how we've been changed. And it, um, 2 Corinthians 5 really, I, I think, is at that, you know, the crucible, like the, the pinnacle of, of explaining this. Uh, so the Holy Spirit, by ins- inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul is writing these things down. And when he talks about the ministry and everything in chapter four, and he goes to, you know, we don't preach anything else but our, uh, but Christ. We don't preach ourselves. We talked about all that. And these, these earthen vessels that we're currently in will one day be turned into a heavenly vessel. And that is really what we're going to get into tonight, as well as a few other things. So it says here, as we've gone through here now, for we know. Okay, it's not for we hope so, we kind of know, or for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. And by the way, if you if you pass away in this life, Paul talks about that in one in, in Thessalonians where it says, you know, the dead in Christ will rise first, but we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. You know, we're going to be changed too. This earthly house has to dissolve. It will. We have a building of God, as it continues to say, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. I think about when Christ, hey, Brother Jason, I think about when Christ talks about how uh, he goes to prepare a place for us. And a lot of times, um, there's a lot of times where um, we we have this vision that he went to go prepare heaven and he's been building heaven for 2000 years you know the you know the new jerusalem and maybe so but the lord spoke the worlds into existence just by speaking i think when he talks about go to prepare a place for us i really do think it is really talking about this new heavenly house not made with hands eternal in the heavens and so there's a several different connotations to the, the passages of scriptures in the uh, Gospels where he says, I go to prepare a place for you. We can think about he goes to prepare a place for the, the nation of Israel and the promised uh, kingdom of heaven to come. That's going to be this new earth that he's going to give. We can, okay, that can, you can talk about that. Or maybe it is the new Jerusalem. But every single time it looks at our our possession or our inheritance if you will we have we inherit all through Christ we are joint heirs with Christ all that is true but our true inheritance the house that is going that's prepared that will be given to us one day is a house not made with hands eternal in the heaven in heavens excuse me verse number 2 for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven so again, it's not talking about some sort of mansion on the hillside, you know, as the old song goes. It is talking about literally our new glorified body. And that is what we now groan in. And um, too many times, I think we, we, we stop with it talks about, you know, I, I mentioned it too. No more will I have to worry about getting sick. You know, uh, my my. My knees are hurting now. My back is hurting. All these different kinds of things that we we feel in our flesh that one day we won't ever feel that again. But think about this, folks. The spirit within us, and we do groan now, it says, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. It's not talking necessarily completely about you know having no more sickness or disease we know that's going to happen no more death no more sorrow no more pain but there's no more sin as well we will never again ever struggle with having to worry about temptation sin any of that stuff and that is the true what our spirit within us now that's been renewed by his spirit is groaning for. 
And by the way, if you feel yourself, uh, well, I'm just not, I, I haven't really thought about that in a long time. Remind yourself again, go to the word of God, remind yourself that this earthly possession, this right here, he's given the earnest of the spirit. It's as good as done the house that he has prepared for you, that you will never have to deal with pain, sorrow, suffering, any of that stuff again, or sin, death, all that kind of stuff will be put away because of what he done for us and what he will do for us when this earthly house of this tabernacle is dissolved. What a great thought. Verse number three, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. There's going to be a lot of people one day stand before God at the great white throne judgment naked, clothed in their own righteousness, not a redeemed new house that God has given them, but instead naked. But we know that be through him, we are clothed in his righteousness. He presents us spotless as a bride, clothed in his righteousness, white raiment. What a great thought. For we, verse number four, that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Don't you feel that? Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon. See, your real self is groaning. As we'll see later on in this chapter, we've been made a new creature. This is a present tense, by the way, statement. But this earthly house, this flesh, hasn't been put on any sort of newness yet. It's coming, though. And that is why we in this tabernacle now groan inwardly. That, that's the spirit that's been renewed through his spirit. We're groaning, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. That mortality that we think about on a day-to-day -day basis, maybe not so much when we're a little bit younger, but as we start putting on a few years, Start thinking about it a little bit more. I don't think about it all the time, but I turned 41 this year. Now, I know that's not old, but it's also not 21, okay? And if the natural course of things, if, if the Lord uh, does not come back and catch his bride, you know, and through these many years, the natural course of things, you know, 70, 80, maybe 90 years, whatever the Lord allows, or however many years the Lord allows, it is but a vapor still. And we start thinking about it more. Hmm. And as we grow in Christ, we also start thinking about that more. Hmm. I'm thinking about that heavenly tabernacle, not made with hands. Hmm. Wouldn't it be so great if I didn't be tempted by sin anymore? Wouldn't it be so great if I didn't sin and, and you know, and, and have that, ugh, I shouldn't have done that, that which I should do, I don't do, and end up doing the things I should not do, and the things I should do, I don't end up doing. As Paul says in Romans chapter 7, that's the groaning. But one day, there's no more of that. We'll be clothed upon, and all this mortality will be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is who? God, who hath also who also hath given us unto, excuse me, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Many, numerous times I have gave the analogy, and that's exactly what it is, of the earnest payment of the Spirit. Christ in you, the hope of glory. God in you, the Spirit of Him. The Holy Spirit that is within us all, the one Spirit. That selfsame thing is God, who hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit, the down payment, the claiming price is that when you're the moment of salvation, you are sealed until the day of redemption. Redemption of what? Here I am to collect my house. God comes and collects his house. You are no longer in this earthly body, but clothed upon with the heavenly house not made with hands, this tabernacle, this new flesh that will be given to you, a glorified body. He will do it because he's given you the earnest payment. 
Therefore, verse number six, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Physically absent. I'll get to that in a second. Physically speaking, I'm not in the presence looking upon my Savior. Not in the presence of him looking at him face to face. But one day I will with my new body. But to be absent from the body is to be, as we're going to see in a second, to be present with the Lord. What does that mean? I believe that the Bible teaches, and you know, we can, I've talked about it before. I believe that we are seated now, as I believe the book of Ephesians says, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When he, when we die in our, our little S spirit, our, we go brain dead. We are absent from the body. We are immediately present with the Lord. We know what's going on because I believe our spirit and our soul are reconnected. I believe our soul. Now, some may disagree, but I believe our soul is already secure in his hand, in his body, in his possession already, the moment of salvation. And that when your spirit gets reconnected with that, you are physically in a sense or spiritually in a sense or in some way, I don't know what it is, but you're able to see and give praises, be absent from the body. You are literally present. You ever heard of somebody say, um, you know, my wife says it to me sometimes, uh, when I'm physically in the room, but I'm not really present. Does he know what I mean? I'm not really paying attention. I, I'm kind of absent-minded. Well, the presence of you will be in the presence of the Lord immediately upon death. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. We will see that. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, while our spirit is still inside of this flesh right here, while our spirit, our mind is sparking, okay, we have not assumed room temperature yet. While that is happening, we're still confident that we're at home in the body. We are absent from the Lord, meaning I can't see him physically. But you know what's awesome? He has given us his spirit to not leave us comfortless or to leave us alone. John 14. He has come to us with his spirit and so that we can still feel him in his presence, so to speak, and also see him not leading a blind faith, but we have faith that we can clearly see through the pages of scripture. We can read about and be present with the Lord and speak to him. Is he going to speak to back to us in a audible voice? I don't think so. But what he will speak to you from is through his word. But we know now, physically speaking, or like by eyesight, faith becomes sight one day, we are not there yet. We're at home in this body. We're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, once again, we don't walk by a blind faith, though, because we do have his word to us. We have all knowledge if you don't believe me, we let's go back to 1 Corinthians. I started going through uh, this with community over in Slidell just this past Sunday. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he's given us in everything, in verse number 5 of chapter 1, in, that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. He's given you the ability for inside you to give you all knowledge. He can, you can have that. We don't have to walk by a blind faith. Now, we come to him by faith, and we are saved by grace through faith. But as we walk, we have to walk by faith. We know that it's not an empty faith, because we're reading about it right here. We know his word is true. But we're still not walking by sight yet. But look in verse number eight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Read that one more time. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. This is what we're groaning for. 
Paul says it's a you know I'm a straight betwixt two you know uh, you know basically saying a rock between uh, between two rocks. He's like I'm I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a straight you know I'm it's I with one side of me I'm like I know like I want to be in the presence of the Lord, but it's also advantageous that I'm still here and He still has me doing things here, and that's also profitable. So he's he was kind of just like. Mm. It'd be so sweet, you know, and he said, nevertheless, you know, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's what he's, again, saying in another way here through the inspiration of the Spirit. He's like, that's what we desire, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. But now we're still here. While we're still here, what are we to do? Verse number nine says, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Now, that's not, not accepted as far as salvation goes, but it is being a vessel of honor or dishonor. It is in the losing of rewards or the, the gaining of rewards that we're going to give back to him anyways. The wood, hay, and stubble that's going to be judged as we're going to look here in a moment. But we're still desiring to be with him. And, but until that time, labor Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 in verse number 10 says, you know, or verse number 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Keep reading. That is salvation. Now what? Wherefore we now labor. Verse number 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. That is the point he's making here. Once again, wherefore we labor, not for salvation, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is, as I've talked before, this is the, I guess you would say, this is the, uh, the, the, the first judgment. Okay, the, the first resurrection, not called that, but the resurrection of the dead in Christ we which are alive and remain are caught up. We have this judgment seat of Christ. We're going to appear. For we must all, not all that are lost, or all that are in the um, you know the the seven year period or the millennial reign, not those people, but us, the body of Christ, we, those that are groaning to put on this new tabernacle. These that are in the body of Christ now. We must all appear before this judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. That's very important. Because if it was just said, if everyone may receive the things he has done, you know, like all of you, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, when we read that, you just kind of gloss over that. It's like, wow, man, I'm going to get judged for my sins or like with well, this, that, that. No, 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 no. Where, where is the things that are going to be dissolved? Where are the things that we're doing now, like in this present tense, so to speak? We must all appear for the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body. In this flesh, that's what you're going to get judged on as far as rewards and loss. Now, how do you have gold, silver, and precious stone remaining? You live through his spirit, through whatever you're doing, whether that's the good stuff. If you do things in of yourself, that is the flesh that's going to get burnt up, not judged, you know, like, okay, put it on the scale here. Let's put it up for everybody to see. No, that's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about is that what you've done in this body is going to be judged, whether it be good or bad, according to that he hath done. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, verse number 11, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. We are clearly seen unto God. Let me ask you a question. Are you clearly seen by God right now? Are you a new creature in Christ? Okay. If the answer is yes, if you said, yes, Brother Mike, I am, I'm born into a new, being a new creature. He has redeemed me. He has washed me. I am in him and he is in me. Great. 
Therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. How does he see you clearly now? Remember, he doesn't see you as the old you, because who are you clothed in now? Spiritually speaking, you are clothed in Christ now. He doesn't see you as a sinner. You're clothed in him One day when you stand before him, anything done over here is just going to be burnt up. And all that's going to remain is what was done in the spirit anyways, and you're going to cast it back at his feet. You are manifest, clearly seen to God now, justified. If you don't believe me, Paul calls some of the most carnal people Again, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he calls some of the most carnal people that are doing all sorts of different things sanctified saints. He literally does. You can go back and read it. He starts out the letter that way. That is how God sees us. When we sin in this flesh, we know about it. We have that separation now in our own mind. And we have to get that right. You have to be like, ooh, that is not me. God has forgiven me of those. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of that. I know you have forgotten everything I've done in the past, present, or even the future. But, Lord, I'm here now, and I still don't forget those things. But, Lord, help me to walk in your spirit and move forward here and, and realize who I am in you. And that's how we get back into fellowship with him. If it was our sin that was separating for us from him, you couldn't save, you couldn't be keep your salvation for more than a couple seconds. If that. It's his earnest payment that has secured you, sealed you, sanctified you, justified you, washed you, all that stuff. He's taken care of it already. It's in his control. Now, as we what we do for Christ in this life now is in our control through the power of his spirit. Surrender to his will and to his spirit, walk by the spirit, not by flesh, and you'll have these rewards. Labor, labor, because you're going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ, Michael. Labor then. Verse number 12, where we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. Those are the types of people who say, you know, like, you know, you don't look like much. You're Look at that guy over there. He's got it all put together or this, that, they glory in what somebody has on the outward appearance. Wow. Look at them walking down the red carpet. Wow, look at him dunking a basketball. Wow, look at him catching a football and being paid millions of dollars. Those are those that glory in appearance. And you Christians over here, you you church of the living God, you, you know, wacko Christians over here, what do you got to say for yourself? It's not the outward. It's what's happened to the inward man. Let me tell you about that. I'm not going to commend myself, but instead I'm going to give occasion to glory in what Christ has done for me. And you'll have somewhat to answer them, which glory in appearance and not in heart. Hmm. For whether, verse 13, we be beside ourselves, it is, it, is of, it is to God. And whether we be sober, it is for your cause. Sober is not meaning you know, not drunk. What it's meaning is sober-minded, serious-minded, really considering this, reckoning, remembering, pondering who you are. It is for our cause. It's for your good to constantly remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. And by the way, when we're together with those in the body of Christ, that's the edification that I'm reminding you, you're reminding me. So it's not only happening from the interior of us and that we are thinking about and we are pondering and we are dwelling on and we are studying his word and we're growing in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we get around some other brothers and sisters in Christ and we edify each other. I edify you 
build you up. You edify me, build me up. And I go to consider you and to esteem you more highly than I esteem myself. And that is how it's good for us. Because on the outside world, they're going to talk, oh, look at you guys. You're, li- you're missing out. Look at these guys. They got to put together. And all this, you guys, mm, not so much. But we know that he looks on the inward man. So tell people about what's happened to the inward man, the real you. This bag of flesh that's going to do a lot of things that people are going to be like, mm, you must not, well, you say you're a Christian. Like, you know, I know, you know, I forgive me for that, but I, let me tell you about what he's done to me. I'm this sin, full flesh. It hasn't been redeemed yet, but one day it will for what's happened inside of me. And really think about that. Be sober. Think about it. For the love, verse 14, of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. We were all dead in trespasses and sins, the Bible says, but through his death on the cross, he has made us alive. Through his resurrection, one day, we will now one day put on immortality, a new flesh. All that's been promised to us. Verse 15, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. See everything I just said? That's what the Bible says. That's what we're to live for. He died for all, by the way. You see that? That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. He didn't live unto himself. We are to have the mind of Christ. He lowered himself he humbled himself he did all these things one day he will be magnified and given a name above all names at the name of jesus every knee shall bow every tongue every tongue shall confess that jesus is lord all these different things the ultimate glory goes to him but one day because of his sacrifice because of his death on the cross because he died for all one day we will have shared in that somewhat of that glory because of who he is and what he has made us and what he has promised he'll build for us and clothe us in. And that's a tabernacle not made with hands. Amazing. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. There was people still, apparently still alive, that did see Christ. I think Paul was one of them. I think he saw Christ on the road to Damascus, and later on in the prison, he physically saw him. Christ physically appeared to him. But I think, I could I just guess, that a very young man named Saul of Tarsus was in that room when they were given railing accusations against Jesus, calling him a blasphemer, striking him, when the high priest ripped his ephod and just his cloak, and he just ripped it, said, you, you, you blasphemer, and they judged him guilty. I think in that room was a young Saul of Tarsus. And I think he saw him physically there. I think he saw and witnessed when the crowd said, crucify him, crucify him. Maybe he was one of them, probably was. And then when he went through throwing Christians and throwing them into prison and jail and condemning them to death and all these different kinds of things, when he was on the road to Damascus, the Lord appears to him and says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou my children? No, he says, why persecutest thou me? It's hard for you to kick against those pricks. I believe that the Spirit was working on him. I believe he was being convicted. I believe that Saul, soon to be Paul, saw him in the flesh. But he knew henceforth, you know, uh, knowing him no more. We don't physically see him anymore. However, one day we will. Verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is the ministry we are all in. All of us have been given that ministry. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. He reconciled you into himself. You have a ministry, the ministry. Look at verse number nine of Colossians chapter two really quick. Colossians chapter two. In verse number nine, the Bible says here, speaking of Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, what does that mean, Brother Mike? Why would you turn to that? Because God, the soul, the Father, and the Holy Spirit were in Christ, reconciling us to himself, the fullness of the Godhead body, soul, and spirit were standing here on this earth that humbled himself. He died, humbled himself fully. But as he walked, there was not a separate soul or separate spirit that he walked this earth in. He was God manifest in flesh. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. So when we're reconciled unto God, he reconciled, God reconciled us to himself. Well, I thought Jesus died on the cross. Remember this, all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us now the ministry of reconciliation because he has reconciled us. Now we need to tell others about that reconciliation and that it's available for them as well. That's the ministry. To know, old English word is to wit, to know, to wit, that God was in Christ, hmm. reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. So now what? And hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Preach Christ and Christ crucified. Preach his word. This is it. So give his word. You're in the ministry of reconciliation. How do I do that? Preach the word. There it is right there. Committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We've been given his spirit-inspired and preserved, infallible word of God. So give it to others. How do I know that? Because these are the instructions given to us by the king, King Jesus. How do I know? Because he has given us now the title of ambassadors. Look at the next verse. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. That is our job function, if you will. I don't know any other way to put it. Your, your vocation. This is what we are here to do now. While we're still here, this is our labor. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Giving people the word. That's what ambassadors do, do they not? They give the word, the instructions given to them. They don't speak for themselves, at least they should not be. They speak for the one that sent them. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's dead, be ye reconciled to God. That's what we're to be praying for those that are not saved, those that are still in that natural state. And I pray that if you still are, please reach out to me. But you're hearing these words of God. He's telling you, he's convicting you right now, if you're hearing these words, of your need. You know it. You know it fully. This is the word that I'm giving you, the word of reconciliation. Reconciliation means that there you were an enemy. There was enmity. There was a bad separation. 
That separation was sin by one man because of him sin entered into the world. That was Adam. Through Adam, we have all sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have this sinful flesh. We are all dead spiritually, but he has given you the opportunity because of his humbling of himself and dying and shedding innocent blood for the remission of sins. Now that's what I'm giving to you. Be ye, I pray. I pray, I beseech you. Beseeching is not even just like, hey, come on, please. It is is the most um, strongest form of saying to you, pleading with you, beseeching you, be reconciled to God. It's great. There's so many things that he's given to us through the his spirit where we have comfort now, we have the ability for all knowledge of his word, we have all these things, but beyond even all those magnificent things that we have, one day he's given us the promise that we won't have to struggle with sin and have this old flesh anymore. But one day he will give you a tabernacle not made with hands. Verse 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, He was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin, the Bible says, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. His righteousness, his clothing in you. Is Christ in you? Is the Spirit in you? Then... He has given you this ability because of his righteousness, the righteousness of God in him. One more verse, uh, a couple verses here, Colossians chapter 1, and we'll finish up with this. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 17. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 17. And now I'm down through verse number 22 says, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Number one, for please the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, See that the reconciling, the peace process was made and signed and sealed and delivered by the spirit, the earnest peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether there be things in earth or things in heaven and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. And I love this. To present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So many things he has given to us through the power of his spirit. The same spirit wherein he cried, Abba, Father, he's given to us now to where we can cry the same thing, Abba, Father. Because he was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, reconciling the world to himself. Said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Philip says to him, well, show us the Father. He said, have I been this long time with you, Philip, and yea, you not have known me? Again, paraphrasing. The Father was there. The fullness of the Godhead bodily was there. And he explains that to them in all these magnificent things and all these things that are hard for us to understand and wrap our brains around. Like, wow, how does this? God manifest in the flesh was on this earth to reconcile us because he was the only one that could do it. I beseech you, in Christ's name, in his, in his stead, because of what he's done for you, I, in God's name, Jesus Christ, 
be reconciled to him. Be reconciled to God. And that's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll get back into this next week, Lord willing. Let's uh, look over here real quick and see if we had any comments throughout the time. If not, maybe we had some prayer requests or anything like that. We'll, we'll check it real quick. Oh, I could probably uh, go over here. Here we go. Okay. So over on uh, YouTube, not many comments here, but my brother Jason says, thank God for his grace. Amen for that. Poof. Were it not for grace, my friend, were it not for grace. So we would be lost. Traveling down a hopeless road to nowhere. The song goes, with my salvation up to me. <laughs> I know how that would go. It wouldn't go well. All right. Uh, let's see over here on Facebook. Let's see what we got going on over here. Sister Janet's watching and praying for us. Thank you so much, sister. I'm, I pray you're feeling better. My wife says, sounds great. Mm. I've been hearing my own voice in my head. It sounds hollow. So I hope it's been okay uh, and hasn't been distracting. Sister Cindy on here saying, hello. That is That is so sweet. Oh, that was earlier when I was talking about how my gorgeous, beautiful wife is a great help me to me. See, I can't be sweet. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary Frances Knight. Good to see you. Says amen at a certain point. 35 minutes in. I'll have to go back and figure out what that amen was over, but I'm sure it was of God because we went through his word tonight. And then uh, Sister Janet once again says, thank you, Brother Mike. Great lesson. Clears up a lot of my questions. Well, amen. I'm, I'm thankful that the word of God has cleared things up in your mind, confirmed in you because of the spirit that's in you, sister, that's confirming these things. Study, keep studying them out, though. Keep going to the word of God. He will bring that clarity and all knowledge. <laughs> He's given you all utterance and all knowledge by his spirit. Wow, what a promise. And as I said Sunday, and I'll say it here, uh, he's given you all knowledge for now, for things that apply to you, okay? Some things in the Word of God, uh, in the Old Testament, or maybe in uh, prophecy somewhere, it's not making a lot of sense to you, it's because it's not for you. It's interesting to talk about, it's uh, kind of fun to go through, but... Uh, it doesn't mean um, that you're going to have the knowledge of it. It's not going to be understandable uh, fully. One day we'll see it fully, but I believe the Bible teaches we'll be seeing it from the uh, balcony, so to speak. We'll get a bird's eye view of all of it going on. All right. Well, that's it. It looks like that's all the comments here. I appreciate you joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Let's get back over here. Let's put that mouse away. Let's go back over here. Let's move this out of my face. <laughs> and let's go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. I really appreciate you joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Please, if you would, uh, please tell all your friends about the channel. Um, hey, Brother Duffy's on YouTube. He just texted me. Good to see you there, Brother Duffy. Um, if you're watching the channel now, please tell all your friends, family, um, tell them about the channel, uh, tell everybody, you know, if you can't share it cause you're not on Facebook and you're only on YouTube or something and you found this channel, make sure you like subscribe, hit the notification button and then tell people word of mouth. Oh, by the way, a great way for you Here's, here's the uh, the commercial portion. It's not because I'm not selling these. I'm giving these away. If you contact me at Let This Mind Be In You at, at uh, our Yahoo page our, or our uh, email page, email address, Michael, email address, <laughs> ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I will send you this. I'll get over here on this other one. I will send you this high-quality vinyl sticker. 
It is it is held up very well. As you can see, I have it on all my cups. Let me turn over here. Here we go. See that? It's about, I would say it's a two-inch. I think it is a two-inch by two-inch square. And it's a sticker. You can put it on just about anything. I put it on my coffee mugs to remind me to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. So first thing in the morning I see that, if you want one of these and you don't see me in person, okay, if I you're in Zimbabwe <laughs> and you want one of these, please reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com and give me your address, write to me, and I will put this in my own postage. I'll put my own postage on this and put a nice little card in there and uh, just give you maybe like a little word of encouragement from the word of God and say to say thank you. And that's my free gift to you if you want one. You can put these stickers up and then somebody looks at your coffee mug and says, oh, what's that? Let this mind be in you. You can say, hey, let me tell you about that. And you can either talk about the channel or you can talk about the mind of Christ that is in you because you've got that ministry of reconciliation. So give them the word of reconciliation. Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you. So write to me if you'd like, or if you want one if you and you know me personally as far as you see me all the time, just let me know. Sister Cindy says, I would like one, please. Coming to you. I'll bring it Sunday. Look, Sister Cindy, this one right here, that one is going in my Bible and going to you on Sunday. There it is. I got it. Anybody else want one while we're still on here? Or you can just let me know at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Thank you for joining me. I pray next week that my voice is a little bit better. And... um but uh, and we get a chance to go live. If not, I, I, I'll take the time to try to produce a video. A lot more produced videos are probably coming in the future because of the situation of moving. So they might not have the background. They might not have the nice lighting. They may not even have the nice setup. But um, I'd like to continue to do that. Um, keep going through 2 Corinthians. So however I can do that, just be patient with me. And um, as the Lord wills, I'll be able to get them out there. Whether they're live or produced, they'll be up there. So anyways, be ambassadors today, tomorrow, in the future, whenever you're watching this, be ambassadors for Christ. Give them the word of reconciliation because of the ministry of reconciliation that's been given to us. All right. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great night.